Yo, what's up, guys? Jay Charles here on the hashtag Ask Jay Charles Show. We are here today in the Perform First Gym with Mr. Brainy Braun himself, Dominic Moraes. How's it going, man? Awesome, dude. Thanks yeah. for having me. I appreciate it. Of course, it. man. Of course. So, let's let's talk to him about like your just give him a little brief history on who you are. <clears throat> sure. Yeah. So I guess I'll start with my story. So I'm from a small town. Uh, in small town outside of Houston called Dayton, Texas. It's between Houston and Beaumont. Um, lived there from like kindergarten to high school. Played Texas high school football. Um, you know, I mean, obviously we're gonna be talking about weights. So, you know, started doing weights in seventh grade there. Um, trained all the way through high school. I was fortunate enough to be accepted to um, Vanderbilt University um, where I walked onto the football team there. Um, SEC weight room, um, SEC just lifestyle in a lot of ways. I earned a scholarship my senior year, which was just something that was absolutely fantastic and something I never ever expected in my entire life. Um, and you know, the bug had bit me. I started working for Edward Jones for a bit right after college, and that was not something that I was interested in at all. And then uh, I realized, man, like, my passion is weights, you know, my passion is fitness, my passion is do, you know, that strength stuff. And so I worked at a gym, just a, at the front desk at a gym for a while, um, and then realized that, yo, I wanna be a strength coach. So then um, I contacted my football coach, my head strength and conditioning coach from Vanderbilt. He knew a guy who had just gotten the graduate, the head coaching job at Eastern Illinois University. He needed a graduate assistant. So connected with him, luckily we able, we meshed. Um, I'm there, but then like nine months in, I'm thinking to myself, like this is not this is not what I want in my life. Like this is not what I want um, for a lot of reasons that we could go into. Um, but did that one of the professors? So I helped, but I helped out those entire two years that I was there. Um, I was head women's volleyball, head men's soccer. I eventually became head baseball, assisted with football. So really, man, that, boy, that was a wonderful experience. Yeah. I learned a lot and it really opened my eyes to like what training can be. Um, and uh, we can go into all that stuff too. But later on, one of my professors told me that I could study strength from an academic standpoint at the University of Texas, which just, that fucking blew my mind. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like what, like that, I mean, honestly, there's probably <laughs> people that are just like, wait, what, I'm sorry. Um, Ultimately, what that means is I'm lucky to have a job now. Um, but really, it's you know I was trained as a strength historian, really looked at a lot of that stuff. But now I've kind of bridged a lot of sport management types of theories. I'm looking into coaching stuff, and thankfully, now that I'm at Trinity as an assistant professor of sport management, man, it's it's because it's a liberal arts school. There's so much that you can do, and there's a lot of free range. And yeah. because I'm really fucking good at what I do. I can also like uh, they just let me do what I do, and as that's long as awesome. I'm like changing lives, everything's good. And it's like, oh great, that's what I want to do with my life anyway. <laughs> awesome, like everyone's happy. So, yeah, it's been it's been a ride, man. It's been interesting. Nice, man. Nice. Um, so I remember the very first time I met you. So a uh, friend of mine, you may remember her, Saucy Nat uh, Natalie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she. Um, I was. Gonna She's in Virginia now, or something. I, something like that. Yeah. I was gonna compete in my first strongman competition, and I didn't know what the fuck I was gonna do. Um, <laughs> There was, one of the events was Stones. Yeah. I didn't have a gym to go to. I didn't know yeah. that Metal Fitness was around. And I remember she uh, tagged you on one of my posts, like, hey, like, show them what to do or whatever. Mm. And I think you said, like, hey, go to Heavy Metal Fitness. And you tagged them. And um, so I went over there one time and I was training. And I had started to train there quite yeah. a bit. And then I saw you there one time and I was like, hey, 
I think I follow you on Instagram, man. <laughs> oh, that's tight, dude. People helping people, dude. Yeah. That's awesome. And it was, uh, it was, it was kind of funny that way. And um, you're like, yeah, how's it going, Dom? But uh, that's, I think that's how we first connected. I love that um, shit. It's like, oh, that's actually what social media is exactly, supposed to be. Exactly. Yeah. You know? Wow. How about yeah. that? <laughs> dude, I love it. So, um, I mean, strongman. What, what, what got you into that? Man, so, you know, I had been doing weights for the longest, um, done the powerlifting thing in high school, um, did it when I was a strength coach for a while too, but it wasn't until really, um, it's crazy how the world works and how the webs happen. So, Benjamin Pollock at PH Deadlift, right, um, he, a year after I started at U Texas, he came in. Yeah. So man, we like we hit it off quick, man. We're very similar. I mean, we're like BFFs right now. So um, you know, really get along, and it happened then too. And so he was doing strong. He had done some strongman stuff in Virginia, and I didn't know anything about it. You know, and I was intimidated, yeah, right? Exactly. Like that's an. It I mean, really the is. gym is fucking intimidating itself. <laughs> yeah. Like, like you know, like when you and I feel like that's something that. If you, so I started training someone, one of my colleagues recently, yeah. and like, you know, she plays tennis, she does, she's not really like, doesn't have that athletic background, not the gym background. And it was again, just a wake up call. Mm -hmm. Like, yo, this, like the gym period is just intimidating. You know, yeah. as you walk in, you're like, oh my God. So either way, like that happened to me from a strongman perspective, but Ben came in, like started showing me stuff. And I was just, it started, I started having fun again. Yeah. You know, like I had yeah. kind of been like in it, been squat deadlift, blah, 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 blah. Like, but yeah. then you can just like pick some shit up, throw it around. What can I do? Let's have some fun. Just work up to something heavy and then go just do yeah. your other stuff. And man, like, dude, I caught it and it was like. <laughs> you did it for a while. Yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, I'd still be doing it if like I ended up, wasn't listening to my body. Uh, ultimately yeah. got like a bulging disc. Oh, and so I've been dealing with that and just trying to come back and really like from the ground up build all aspects of who I am, not just yeah. my body. Well, so I that's know, been, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's all connected, <laughs> you know, mentally, spiritually, physically, everything dude. Yeah. So, um, that's cool, man. I mean, and you're, you're still coaching a few. Yeah. Couple? Yeah. So, yeah. So one of my athletes, um, Cody Kirka, she just competed at big tech. So the same one that yeah. you did recently, um, man, she's, she's a beast and she's just really, really fun to, fun to work with and honestly I'm really fortunate because it's it's my side hustle right yeah. like I don't I don't have to like it's very much quality over quantity I have the abilities and I'm so thankful for it and I'm at almost like you know it's when I talk to other people it's almost like I need to remember that my perspective is not going to be the same 100%. you know and yeah. so I have that ability to almost like fire people if I want them or yeah. just like not work with someone um, but man it really is like I almost try to think of myself as a strength mentor nice. you know and so like yo this is like you're gonna get you're gonna get all of me you know we what have I'm a saying? lot of different experiences man I mean from you know playing for playing in sports to coaching elite athletes to you know your 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 brain man you know doing yeah. all the things that you've been doing you're, you have a PhD you know what I mean mm. uh, and then into the strength sports as well you know, so I think you come with a different perspective than the average person, mm. you know what I mean, that just looks at it from one way where you can dissect it and look at it from multiple ways, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And that, that's cool, man, because I've, I've never really met anyone like yeah, that. Yeah, I appreciate that a lot. <laughs> I, yeah. Maybe I need to give myself a little credit sometimes. <laughs> a little bit, a little and bit. And maybe I need to stop, 
Maybe <laughs> I feel like I do that too much. It's like, okay, it's I, okay. We turned it, it. Some people maybe look at something as a sphere, right? Like, okay, boom. Whereas maybe some people look at it as a cube. And I feel like sometimes I turn it into like a tetrahedron where there's like so many fucking faces to it. And I'm just like, okay, you need to chill, bro. Like there's not enough time in the day. So, you overanalyze so that shit. Everything, everything. That's so. funny, man. Nice. So um, let me see uh, the history yeah. of, you know, strength. What got you to do, want to? Man, so I went in with this idea that I was going to. Because I've never heard of that before, yeah. like that being a degree. Yeah, so let me like, let me plug the Stark Center. So the University of Texas, um, it, it, it houses, it houses a museum called the H.J. Lutcher Stark Center for Physical Culture. Okay. Um, that may be a little bit wrong, but that's pretty much it. And ultimately what that is, it's the largest physical culture collection in the world. Wow. So Terry Todd, who passed away in the last, I think six months, eight months, year now, um, who was the first powerlifting champion in the, you know, when powerlifting yeah. was invented. So 1965, first powerlifting champion ever. Um, and his wife, Jan Todd, who still is still living, thankfully. Um, and she, what does she do? She, she teaches at UTexas and she runs the Stark Center. Um, at one point in time was the Guinness Book of Records strongest woman in the world, blah, 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 like a legend in her own yeah. right. Um, so they helped to gather like all of these materials on exercise, on nutrition, on nice. fitness, on just ways in which we prepare our body yeah. for physical exertion, more yeah. or less. Um, and you know, they have paintings, they have exhibits, they have like the first power rack that was ever actually created by That's Bob cool. Peoples in East Tennessee, <laughs> you know, like yeah. just some fucking crazy shit, right? So, um, and the, you know, he ran, he ran the uh, Arnold Strongman Classic, you know, where the big boys go, like yeah. the strongest strongman competition in the world. So, um, I mean, they're in it. And oh my gosh, like I was able to study under these people. That's like, awesome. What? What? <laughs> yeah, like, that's, like talk about perspectives, exactly. you know, like, and so that, um, yeah, so I went in thinking that I was going to, and that's, that's a museum. You can tour it in Austin, like a bubble I can find on the internet. Um, they have articles online that you can look up. So either way, that's, that's my plug there. But so I went in thinking, I want to be a strength coach. I want to, you know, that was my thing. I wanted to write about like coaching, right? Yeah. I wanted to write about like, I didn't know what, right? And you have to, when you go to get your PhD, ultimately it culminates in the writing of a dissertation. And yeah. then, you know, everyone reads it and it basically says like, you now have what it takes to be in the academy, to be able to further and contribute to original knowledge. And it's a very serious, like people take it very, very seriously. Yeah. Um, and boy, that evolved like that. I hadn't, you know, that evolved because you have to think about, do you want to get, do you want to be marketable after it's over? Do you want to be able to get a job? Do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? So for a number, excuse me, for a number of reasons, um, that changed. I started looking at things like branding and marketing yep. and that's kind of branding, marketing, entrepreneurship, but ultimately, um, ultimately like it, it really comes down to like, I'm just very interested in people and how people work, you I know? Like that. I like that um, a lot, man. And I mean, that's like, that's <laughs> super duper broad, but like when we have to write a narrative for our job to ultimately get tenure and talk about our research. Yeah. And man, because, and I could talk about my research uh, if you'd like, but ultimately it just comes down to like Michael Scott says, like business is about people. Like yes. that's what I tell my students, like, yo, it's all <laughs> about people. So. Um, that's really how I viewed it. And so then my dissertation ultimately went over. Um, so Strength and Health Magazine started in 1932 and it was really 
probably the second modern muscle magazine here in the United States. And um, it ran until I think 85 when it finally shut down. Um, but I went over it from 32 to 65 or so and looked at um, their marketing. I looked at their brand community. So ultimately, like what did their brand stand for? Yeah. How did they make it distinct from other cultural currents going on in the nice. United States? And then that community, the people that wrote in, the people that sent letters to readers, like they had created a community around that brand. How did that community respond to the way in which the actual brand changed itself? And so that, you know, World War II comes around, women start to be, you know, Rosie the Riveter, that influence yeah. started happening with, you could see that in the magazine with Pudgy Stockton. Um, the Cold War starts, um, you know, immediately in 47, but you really didn't start seeing the effects in the magazine until the 50s. And then, whereas a lot of people just started lifting, whereas a lot of people were lifting weights for the sake of lifting, now it was, we need to lift in order to be fit, in order to protect the nation from the commies. Exactly. And so what does that do to the brand? Like, what does that mean? There was a split. Like the way I yeah. interpret it was there became a split in their brand community. And ultimately because Weeder was coming in too, they it kind of dissolved, it eroded that community and their strength lost. And as, and for a lot of reasons, but that in particular, um, you know, the throne was kind of taken over by the Weeders. Makes and that's sense. how I saw yeah. it, so. Wow, long, yeah, the long, long that's spiel. That's really cool, long, though, man. Long, like, I, I don't, you don't ever think about it that way. Yeah. Talk. So, I mean, we're talking about, you know, the branding of fitness and how they marketed it back then. Yeah. Now, do you see it as just a trend right now? You know what I mean? Fitness. Yes. I mean, mm, all I, these fitness models, sure, Instagram, sure, stuff sure. Like that. So, fitness itself, no. Um, I think it's been around. For Forever. I mean, they have that phrase like Minsana Corporisanos or something like that, like sound mind, sound body. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, we often, if you can bring, you can link something back to the Greeks and the Romans, like you're good, you know, it's going to be around. And True. I think that that's, that's the case. Now, granted, history repeats itself. We see fads, we see a lot of things repeating itself. You know, yes. someone will throw out kettlebells and things like that. But really, when you start to think about the way that I start conceptualizing fads within the industry is that we have to place this we have to place fitness within the lens of a capitalistic system okay and in doing so what that ultimately means is people use that or people have to show that they are better than others in order to gain money in order to earn their living yeah and as such that's a fantastic way to create a fad because people get legitimacy by saying I'm really good at this believe in me, buy from me, yep. and now I get more money. Yep. And ult like that's literally now on Instagram, like you can see that that's, it that becomes so Instagram. much clearer. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Whereas before, maybe it was just the big dude in the gym. <laughs> you know what I'm now, saying? So now, now it's I'm crazy. Saying, you know, I don't know if you realize, well, when a few weeks ago or a few months ago actually, when Instagram kind of like shut down for that few days and how everyone freaked out. Do you, oh, do you remember that? I, yeah. I saw a post about it. Yes. Yeah. So assume, what if that happens again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. think that it'll change the way, I mean, do you think it'll change people's, not perspective on, you know, fitness, but I mean, do you, do you think it'll change the environment? Like, cause mm. a lot of these people are just doing this shit for Instagram likes and posts and stuff yes, like that. Yes, you know yes, I mean? yes. Do you think, assuming, say something like that ever happens, holy shit, what's going to happen now? Like, they're not going to... Mm. You know, so so to be clear, I don't think that would ever happen because too many people are making money off of it. Like True. big companies are using it for there, and they understand what yes. influencer. Blah blah blah. blah. But um, I mean, to to kind of answer your question indirectly, like there's gonna be a lot of people having a bad time. Like yeah. that idea of there's so many people that also, I mean, 
some research that I'm doing about social media fitness entrepreneurs right now with a colleague of mine at High Point University. Like we've interviewed over, I think we interviewed 21, 21 interviews, I think like 24, 25 entrepreneurs that make their living off of that. Yeah. And one of the findings that, that we have is that this idea of identity is so wrapped up in that stuff that we see that especially like one example, like if you're looking good in your pictures, but you're a little fluffy, like that gap between, <laughs> you can almost like call that the anxiety that someone exactly. feels or like, you know, a lot of people do it yeah. and they had this idea of like they wanted to be something big, they wanted to, and then boom, that's what it is. And then in reality, it's like, or even not in whatever, like that's the question itself. Yeah. Like, so what is real? What's real? Like, what is that number that you see yeah. under your channel or in your metrics under your business page? Like, do you derive, like, are you deriving psycho <laughs> benefits yeah. from that? And if so, woo, you know? Yeah. And the thing is like, I feel like so many people I like you don't have you don't have way. to be you don't have <laughs> yeah. to be big to do that. Yeah, you don't. Like everyone exactly. does that. And I mean a lot of people and that's like not shitting on anyone who does that because there's so many individuals that help people. Mm. Like because the best exercise is the exercise you're doing. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So from that perspective like I'm I'm kind of taking this very cynical approach and shitting on folks, but man, there's so many people that really do touch lives, oh, you yeah. know? And Big so like so like so I, man, I don't know. That's a very. I'm not even sure I answered your question, but no, those are my good, thoughts man. around your question. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> I like that a lot because you're right. And I mean, do you think people are so fixated on the metrics of the whole deal of getting more followers, getting more likes, getting more this, that, this, that? Mm. You know what I mean? Versus putting out the actual good content. Mm. You know what I mean? Like having good context versus like just trying to go for the likes and the followers. Interesting. So I think that it really depends on how established you are and the how, it depends on the individual, right? So you can have, you know, we found and you can even do your own like quote research by just scrolling and you can see some people who are just like maybe they don't have that many followers. Yeah. And you can like you can just like use your own brain and be like, "Yo, that shit hits, man. Like that's quality. Like yeah. that's some real stuff that I can use not just in the fitness world, but like in, in the general, real life." Yeah. And to me, that's a indicator of quality whereas at the same time like you have some people like dude, honestly like I, I can't remember who it was and I, I even if I did I couldn't tell you here because it's like not it's not part of the IRB stuff but like there was one person that had like a million followers and I asked like hey I'd love to have an hour of your time but why he's like yeah man um, that'll be a thousand dollars what the fuck bro like, I'm like, sorry no yeah. no um, <laughs> but that's the thing right like yeah there are so there to me that's an indicator of how many people don't know about fitness mm -hmm. that they will look at someone's physical capital aka how attractive yeah. they look or how built they are and say that that person knows exactly what they're talking about similar to the big dude in the gym yeah. right like but that doesn't mean you're a good coach necessarily exactly. um, no, or, or whatever it's gonna be and at the same time about that too. you could be a good coach so mm -hmm. so just because you're big doesn't mean you're a fucking dumbass meathead either exactly you know so it's I mean it really just yeah so so I man I, I really I don't know because again there's like quality quantity some people just putting out trash yep. some people just boom 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 blowing that stuff up look good some people just have great genetics and then Everyone wants to look like them. Yeah, and, you know. and one of the things too that I think is interesting is that what happens, what seems to happen from my experience, my research, is that a lot of people 
and I think this adds to the anxiety as well, is that a lot of people, rather than staying true to who they are and putting that out and letting people come to them, it's almost like they put flares out or they put like like little litmus tests <laughs> and they see what hits. Yeah. Man, this hits, like y'all, my people like this yeah. or the people that follow me like this, I'm gonna start putting more of that out. And so you can almost see like the evolvement of whereas they say this is what this is who they are, yeah. now what do you want? Let me show you, I believe that they are becoming a different person mm -hmm. and becoming something that they actually, that aren't true to who they really are, which is a big, man, I'm, I need to like write this down. Oh, well wait, it's being recorded, fantastic. So I can <laughs> use it later uh, and write it up. But you know, so that, that's kind of something that I also kind of detect. I haven't like, haven't verified it, no, but a little hypothesis going on there. 100% correct, man. I mean, so I, I'm, I'm in sales as well, you know, and I'm able to read people like fucking easily. You know what I mean? So I see some of these motherfuckers on there that, that stop being so fucking fake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, be realistic. That's not you. You know, you are not that person. Um, it, it just bothers me, man, mm -hmm. because it's like, yes, you're right. They're doing it for the likes, for the yeah. follows, for the, and it's not who they are at all. You know what I mean? That just, it irks me because I'm not like that. What I post on there is legit me. You know what I mean? And I don't know, I just, I, I see that all the time too. Dude, <laughs> dude, and I, I've learned that like, as much as like, it would bother me too, like bro, that is, that, that energy is not mine now. Like I've given my energy to someone else yes. who doesn't even fucking know me. Like that is my own fault. <laughs> yes. You know what I'm saying? So yes. like, that'll, dude, that ran me dry for a bit. <laughs> Fuck. I hear you, man. Trust it's me, like that, you. there's that, um, I went to, what was it? I went to, what's that uh, restaurant? Uh, not P.F. Chang's, um, the Panda Express. Yes. And <laughs> like Panda Express sponsored by, but now, but they had this, they had this, honestly, they have this phrase in their restaurant. Um, hold on, I'm trying to look it up right now. So it said, I don't know, it says something along the lines of like, if you do, if you like make people happy around you, people from far away will come. You know, and I was just like, yo, that's, like, that's whoa, good. whoa, like, okay, Panda that's Express. Pretty deep like, for Panda Express. Yeah, I didn't know y'all had Kung Fu Panda <laughs> on this shit too, you know? So that yeah. like, so that, that like hit, man. I, and I, and it, I mean, granted, like, that's kind of typical me to go into Panda Express and try to get some orange chicken and be like, oh man, like I just had a life philosophy happen, you know, but, uh, I mean, but yeah, it was interesting. It goes back to, I mean, what I typically say, and I kind of, kind of took this from someone that I follow, Gary Vaynerchuk, mm. and it's it's kindness, man. You know, kindness is ROI positive. You know what I mean? You be kind to someone and fuck yeah, you know, some, some good's gonna come out of it, you know? And even if something doesn't good come out of it, I'm pretty sure other people are viewing, you know, other people are seeing. You know, it's good just to be nice. You'll get a lot further in life being kind than being a dick. Yeah. You know? And then just like, <laughs> and it's like, to even just think about it from your own perspective too, because even like, I don't want to like criticize that at all, but man, when we get in this day and age that people are talking about like, do something good because of what other people see. Like how about you just do it because it's fucking good. Exactly. You know, just like, be, yeah. like God, morally, yeah. yeah. You know, um, now granted, like I'm as guilty as the next person yeah, and thinking that. about like, oh man, I hope this comes back to me. Um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting, man. Like it's an interesting day and age. Let, let's talk about, so we mentioned briefly about, um, you know, that person might be looking good, so hey, they must know everything. Mm, mm. For a little bit of time, someone else I talked about knows this, um, there were these uh, Herbalife girls uh, here in the San Antonio area, uh -huh. and no experience, no background in fitness, no, mm -hmm. no degree, nothing. 
train with me and like you see all these people like wanting to train with them yeah message them comment on them mm -hmm. and it's like okay and i'm looking at what they're doing and it's like what like that's shitty form that's like you know and it, it bothered me for a long time when i was first starting this you know like not this location but like when i was just first starting training yeah i was like man like i have all this fucking experience and stuff like yeah. that and you know for someone to go to them versus like you know but i get it I get it. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. it's visual. It's, you know. Yeah. And Instagram's visual. They might just be looking good and, you know, okay, I think they know exactly what they are. Let me, how do I look like you? You know, I get it. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that was the thing that bothered me for a while. It wasn't until I realized, you know, I, I started to value myself a little more just because of the experiences that I had. And yes. That's something that I think that other trainers, other coaches can take away is, you know, value yourself, you know, um, give yourself enough value because yeah, you might have these experiences, you might have all these things that others don't, just because you might not look as great as them, you know what I mean, that doesn't mean shit, you know what I mean? Dude, I've tell, man, what is, who did I tell this to? So I just talked to, this is, oh boy, this is interesting. So yesterday I just spoke to some coaches um, at a school here, some high school coaches at a school here in San Antonio and uh and that's why I, it honestly it didn't go that well um but but um what i tried to leave them with was this idea that like in thinking about culturally competent coaching yeah. that everyone's an individual and everyone's experience is valid it may be different than yours sure. you may have more experience than someone else but just because that's the case does not invalidate the experience that that individual exactly. had and so that man i feel like if we can in this day and age, coaches when everyone tries to like one up someone else, shit at all. Uh, they don't listen to much. These, these coaches didn't listen to much. Man. Like they kind of shut me down within the first five minutes. Like, oh, we heard all this. Like, oh, okay, so you know it all. Like, all right. Like, okay. Oh, that's funny. Like, I'll, I'll guess I'll see myself out. Like, all right. No, were the Texas high school football coaches? Indeed. Yeah, that's typically how it goes. Yeah, with that. no, I, I mean, you know, I, I, I played here. You yeah, know? you know like, how it is. Yeah. But I was. Maybe I got my hopes up too high. Maybe I just <laughs> believe too much. <laughs> Maybe I valued myself a little, a little too much. Too much. <laughs> um, that's one thing that Gene told me when I uh, when I had my podcast with him. He's like, you know, Charles, like, you know, you you're, you're a good trainer, you know, but he's like, I've been doing this for forty plus years coaching. I still don't know everything, True. you know, and that's what it takes, you know, people to be open-minded to keep on learning, you know? Cause not, like he said, not everyone knows everything. And it's the truth, you know? And it's just too many people are closed-minded. It's like the football coaches, <laughs> you know? Um, and I think, you know, that's a big takeaway. That's a good, you know, for coaches to take, you know? Dude. Be open-minded. Stop thinking everything that you're doing is correct. Dude, that's one of the things that was, I mean, I think for me, specifically getting a PhD and studying history, like that was something that really that came out to me is just like there is like a everyone's experiences are different you know and everyone's going to lead a different life and everyone can get to the same result in a different way or maybe totally different results that are just as valid but also this idea of like there's that matrix of like i know what i know um i don't know what i know i don't know what i don't know and yeah. i know what i don't know right so like <laughs> yeah. different but like so i know there's a like if you even think about, people talk about like a PhD and it's like if you take the earth and you like dig like a six foot hole, that's about as much as a PhD knows in one particular subject because there's so much other fucking knowledge out there, right? Yeah. Like, but that, but, right, other people may only know like two feet into that hole. Exactly. Which is cool, great, yeah. but like, no. Like there's so, <laughs> yeah. like there's so much other stuff. And then like, 
you don't know what you don't know too. So even that is just like, I watched, uh, what did I watch the other day? It was uh, an Asian movie, the one where they walk on the trees and stuff, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Okay, yeah. And he's like, so he's like the master samurai who like wields <laughs> the sword. And it's not samurai, but the master. And he wields the sword and he's just like, I know nothing. And I was just like, yeah, and like that motherfucker's a badass. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, and so exactly. it's like, it's that idea of like being always a student. Um, yeah. I think, I don't know, man. Like if you're not, if, if you're not growing in life, if you're not always a student, well, in my opinion, that means you stay stagnant. And that's okay for a lot of people. And that's, that's okay for a lot of people. If they're happy, that's, that's fine. Exactly. Um, but that doesn't invalidate other things. Yeah. So I don't know. That's a long way of kind of saying the no, same I, shit we were saying. I know what you're saying. Um, now, I mean, do you, where do you see yourself, man? Like, where do you see yourself going? You know, I know you have Damn, a lot know, of we're going to get this deep, of, dog. No, we're going to get deep. <laughs> I know you probably have a lot of, like, dreams and stuff. And yeah. that you want to attain. You know, you don't have to be super specific and micro you can be sure, generalized sure. oh man um so you know like recently like i told you there's been a lot of growth from like a relationship standpoint family standpoint luckily my career has been a a nice what's it called uh constant throughout thankfully um but man like i tell my students and i tell a lot of people like i feel like my right here right now my job, my purpose on this earth is to help others see their light, to see their worth. Nice. And if I can do that in whatever way possible, like that's what I'm going to do. And I think that's manifesting right now in this area of trying to speak to coaches. I'm yeah. creating a... Um, you ever think about writing a book? Uh, man, that's interesting because yeah. just yesterday I was talking to someone. A few, in the last few days I was talking to someone about that. Um, and I started thinking about like, yeah, I'll do the chapters by just saying something like a nice little like quip or a little like statement up front and then write that. So yeah, I mean, that, that would be cool. I just, imposter syndrome comes into place and I'm just like, oh, I wouldn't, I'm not saying anything else that anyone else has. Well, no one said, I mean, shit, like we've been around plenty. Like <laughs> people are people, everyone exactly. said some shit. Um, but yeah, so I think for me, like I'm, I'm creating a coaching class. I got to go to create a coaching class starting in fall 2020 at nice. Trinity. Okay. And so I'm very, very excited about that because, um, you know, Trinity's a, a great school. Granted, you have to pay for it, yeah. unfortunately. Um, I mean, you have to pay a lot for it, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and we have so many student athletes who come in and a lot of them just, they want to like coach, you know? Mm -hmm. Whereas we really push like go work for the Spurs or go work for this nonprofit and that's all really great. But like, yo, if they want to go coach, let's give them that same Trinity exactly. quality education yeah. and coaching so that they can understand I don't know what I don't know. I know what I don't know, you know? Mm -hmm. So those types of things. And honestly, like big, hairy, audacious goal, um, for me, would to, would be to create like a master's program in coaching nice. or some sort of like coaching institute, whether that's through Trinity or something else. Awesome. Now, granted, that could change. Yeah, um, I mean, everything changes over time. But like there's one, like there's a guy I really, I really respect uh, named Brian Garrity, who he runs the online masters of coaching program at the University of Denver. Wow. And like... I mean, they're doing some really, really, really cool stuff there. Um, so I don't know, man, like that, that's one thing. That book could be super duper cool. The thing is because of my job requirements at Trinity, I have to be publishing a lot and writing a lot anyway. So like, I don't know, man, like I'm just kind of like, I'm kind of all in on that. But yeah. that would, man, that would be, 
that would be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool. Honestly, so. uh, just speaking to you, with you right now, I've, I think I've only had a few words a couple, you know, times before this. Um, it's it's really cool, like hearing you, you know, talk about all this stuff. I yeah. can tell you're really passionate. Appreciate about it, man. You know, it's it's. Appreciate I don't get to talk to a lot of people like this, and it's it's cool when you get someone in front of you and you get to talk to them like this and about stuff oh. like this. And you know, not everyone has a. Um, perspective like that so oh. it's, it's interesting thank you i appreciate it yeah it's funny because literally about like five minutes ago i was just like god damn i'm talking a lot like i'm like trying to <laughs> not saying anything no, um, but the, that's, the whole that's reason the... why i did this podcast was so number one people can get a perspective on how to go about doing things you know from expert guests like mm, yourself mm -hmm. number two is i want to learn every yeah. guest that i've had has been someone successful someone mm -hmm. higher level someone and the whole reason also why i'm doing it so i can learn you know learn yeah. from them so whenever yeah. Whenever you have a guru in front of you, you stay quiet, bro. Well, I appreciate it, don't man. talk. Yeah, it means a lot because a lot of times I'll be like, like, I've been. Tr I know that sometimes I can be. I, I feel like I have a very strong personality, and especially with people that I get close to, and I've learned this relatively recently, and it can be too much sometimes. And so I've been trying to be a little bit more reserved with that, and not like boom but man like when i have the opportunity like when someone's asking me to like release the floodgates bro like they're gonna fucking get it so <laughs> i appreciate it because i just no, love course, connecting man, man. That's, like that's, i love that's, connecting that's life's all about yeah. connecting with people yeah and that's my big thing as well that's like why like i said started the podcast that's why i do all this instagram stuff mm -hmm. all about connecting yeah it's all about getting to know people you know um it it helps you know it and it's just fun to me. yeah cool man cool so um let me see are you still over there with, at uh, Heavy Metal Fitness or? No, I went to TSS just because it started to, um, I mean, ultimately, like with a lot of the changes going on, just a lot of things in my life, like it just worked out better. Like, I know what you're saying. Yeah. yeah, I started to, um, and thankfully, like, I know what you're talking about. yeah, I, uh, I mean, it's, it's nice too that like, and you know, of course, like that's gonna like, you know, it was kind of awkward a little bit because I didn't want to be like, you know, like that's a big family there, yeah. you know, and yeah. I didn't want, I didn't want like my move to be. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure, I mean, they're understanding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, of course, of course. And, and it's been nice to like see, you know, to see those folks like at the big text meet and come yeah. up and everyone again is like still connecting like people. And because I just, I didn't want it to be like hurting anyone because that's not, that was never my intention. Mm -hmm. And that was never, uh, you know, that was like, that wasn't the per that wasn't the reason, you know. So it was it was it was me it was me not them type of thing or me not anyone else because yo like that, <laughs> like you like how can you talk badly about mm -hmm. like those people or that facility like you mm -hmm. you can't like mm -hmm. you can't. So I mean like look at the quality of like individuals that are coming out of there from a strength perspective as well as like, oh. a personality perspective. So so yeah that's but yeah and, and TSS is just it's just been it's close to the place like it's. Um, open it has what we need to do like and it's been nice to kind of like meet some new people Switch too in the strength bit, yeah. community so like it's it's worked out pretty well so far that's good that's good yeah i was over there that's where i was kind of doing the strongman training mm -hmm. i only did two weeks of it training <laughs> yeah i saw you're just like we're gonna just ride out on this <laughs> yeah, thing man see exactly. if i still got it exactly man just wanted to see if i still had it and, um but yeah i went over there for the kind of the same reason because there was uh some drama type of things oh uh, interesting yeah, i spoke with um, uh, I spoke with uh, Tim and Michelle about it, and they're they're cool. Yeah. They're they're very understanding. Indeed, you know? yeah. 
yeah, it was funny. I was talking to Tim and he's just like, dude, if it's not positive, like if it's not positive, I'm not messing with it, man. I was like, bro, like I appreciate that a lot. I told him, I was like, man, I appreciate what you do, man. I appreciate who you are. Look up to that. Look up to you in a lot of ways. So that shit, like that shit hit. I was just like, God damn. Like this old, this, this old dog, <laughs> he's not even old, but he looks like he's got that yeah. old soul in him. Um, so let's, let's kind of switch it up a little bit. So you were talking about that you, um, y'all did interviewed with uh, 21 people or 20? Yeah, like 24 or so people, 21 interviews. Yeah. I mean, we're talking people, 30,000, hundred thousand, like people that you would know, mm -hmm. you know, that like you probably like some of them that you probably follow, um, and talking about like just a process. What was their journey like? What has been their experience? Did you document all this already? Or? Oh, it's not published yet. We okay. did our interviews. We're coding the interviews right now. And unfortunately, because the academic publication process takes a while. Because okay. um, I would like to read that or look. Yeah. yeah, for sure, for sure. Feel free, hey, feel free like to ask whatever here. I'll give you as much info as I can. Um, but ultimately, like we'll publish it. But the thing is, like it's gonna be, it's gonna be a little dated. Um, just because like even when we were interviewing stories weren't as big as they were as they are now yeah and now you understand how much like like that now has become an integral part of funneling people to your product you exactly. know like click the story oh great now I'll click their post and get that caption a little bit more once I'm hooked a little bit boom go to their link tree BAM go to their website now I've read a little bit of a thing a little bit of a workout now I'm gonna buy the workout. Like that's a fucking multi-step process to get people down there. Mm -hmm. And ultimately what you're doing is saying, I trust you a little bit more. You have a little bit more legitimacy. You have a little bit more social capital is like the phrase that we would use in academia. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. Finally, here's my money. So it's now, interesting. Do you think it was, what did they mention? Was it hard to get that trust from some of these people? A lot of them talked about their journey being extremely organic um, in that a lot of them were just kind of posting their journey. A lot of them were post, you know, whether that was a life change or whatever it was, like, this is what I want to do. Whether that was because they saw some other people doing it or some Transparency of them. Transparency is key, man. Yeah. And that's, that was another theme. Yeah. People, when you talk about your problems and shit like that, you know, it's going to attract, you know, because people have problems like that too. You know, don't be fake, you know, be transparent. That's what I'm always preaching. Yeah. I mean, people can relate to it. Like, again, that's, I mean, what a great way to have people trust you. Now, granted, granted, like you attract what you put out too, yeah. and you may turn into a counselor, <laughs> yeah. you know, which is, which is what some of them kind of talked about. Like, look, like I understand what validity and transparency and all that stuff is, but at the same time, like I'm a strength coach. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not here to listen to everyone's problems. Mm -hmm. Like those are theirs. So I'm just like, well, fuck. <laughs> like that's that's heavy because I'm, I'm the type of person that's like the mind gives the body permission you know and so like if you're dealing with pains here and there I'm kind of like would uh oh man stop chasing pain whoever that dude is I forget his name but boy that dude talks about like emotions being everything and being like basically like in your muscles you it's know and true, that stress man. just like houses itself there and that shit like so man I'm a like believer <laughs> yeah that is? wait say it again Elliot Hulse Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. The he used to do strongman stuff. Yeah, now, stuff who like is that. he now? now? Or what's he doing now? He, I mean, he has like a bunch of different strength camp gyms, Word. but now he he turned a little different route. He's interesting. He's very, uh, I don't know how to say, it, like spiritual, if you will. Okay. Or, yeah, I think he like is some Word. of his stuff. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna have to revisit his stuff then. Um, but 
um, going on about, you know, like the, um, you know, the body, the, the mind and everything like that. And, you know, a lot of people have problems and stuff like that. That's one thing that I've noticed. So I kind of try and separate myself a little bit from other coaches of the trainers and stuff. Cause I've talked to many of them and they're like, yeah, I fucking hate talking to my client about all this shit. Like, it's yeah. just, like we're not here, to, we're here to work, you know? Yeah. Me on the other hand, I'm like, talk to me about it. You know, like tell me what's going on, you know? Cause clearly you're not going to perform at your hundred percent if you're you know stressed out and stuff so let's talk you know and it's it's key it's big man you know i've had one time i had a person like one of my clients she ended up having a panic attack and she was talking about work and started freaking out and i was all right let's turn the lights off let's relax oh, let's calm down you know we're talking and talk talked her through it and she was so grateful for it, man. And that just, it was so rewarding for me, man. And she's just, never going to go another trainer. No, no. From, oh shit, oh shit. <laughs> no, she, she stuck with me for like a year. But it was about, because she was talking to me about her job and her, yeah. and she started she started freaking out about it and stuff. And, yeah. And I was like, calm down. Let's, hey, let's, let's just relax. Let's yeah. Calm. And that's something that I've noticed, like, that I've, I enjoy a lot more than the training aspect. Yeah. It's weird, man. I used to want to be a trainer. I just wanted to be in a gym. I just want to train clients. So mm -hmm. now, every time I train like these kids, after we're done doing our workout, I sit them down. We're just talking. I, I talk to them for a good 20, 30 minutes about, hey, how's school? How's life? How's girls? How's all this stuff? You know? Yeah. And I just want to talk to them. Talk yeah. to them. Coach, you know, um, you know, I feel like, you know, no one, uh, no one looks up to me. I feel like my team doesn't have my back. I feel like, so yeah, you, you talk to them. And I don't know. I feel like if trainers would put a little more emphasis and you know that emotional support as well because ultimately you're like a therapist when you're training they're talking about their problems they're releasing that stress so you know i feel like if they did that you know they would go a lot further dude i'm with you it's interesting that you share that anecdote because there's one that hits me really hard i had a client who was training doing some deadlifts and and that client like you know you could kind of tell um things just weren't going well uh, yeah form just wasn't there like it like it usually is mm -hmm. something was just a little bit off um and it was still kind of during warm-ups so i went up i went up to this client and i said hey look stop stand up scoot back take a few steps back i said right here right now i want you to just think whatever's on your mind right now i just want you to give yourself permission for it to be okay like give yourself permission for for whatever it is mm -hmm. you can deal with that later you know, it's okay for whatever it is right now, but just like give give yourself permission for that thing to be okay right now. Yeah, bro, that client went up to the bar, and I'm telling <laughs> you, like, those deadlifts look fucking cleaner than they had in a long time, and, and it just blew me away. I was I was like, I was like, did that really just <laughs> fucking happen? Like, did that like what yeah. just? So it, it I'm dude, I'm 100% with you, man. It's like, like sports psychologists, you know, that's what they do. That's it, dude. <laughs> yeah. That's it. I know. That's it. It hinders the performance. Dude, if moms can pick up cars to save kids, yeah. you know, like we can do some little shit like For make real. form better, exactly. you know, by letting people talk a little bit. So. Exactly, man. Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. I never really talked to anyone about that stuff. Um, so, I mean, we talked about, you know, your strong man, your coaching, your, you know, your career and stuff like that. What is it? What are you? I know your ult, your your ultimate passion would be fitness, right? Or man, teaching. Honestly, dude, or, I don't even know anymore. Like I mean, that's something I'm trying to figure out. I mean, ultimately, that thing about showing, you know, helping people see their light. But dude, like, 
I don't know. Like it's been a, quite a spiritual journey in some ways and trying to understand that. Um, but I'm in that balance between like, man, is there like this ultimate place to get to, whether that's, you know, some person's version of heaven or whatever. It's all about being happy. Yeah. Or is it just like, is literally, is this it? And you make every single bit of what it is, which means that like, honestly, your decisions don't have as much pressure anymore because they're fucking yours, you know? So, so honestly, I'm kind of in between there. Just like, I, (laughs) (laughs) okay. Well, because interestingly (laughs) enough, man, like it's for me, and something I had struggled with in the past is, you know, growing up as an athlete, like you're just told what to do. Mm-hmm. Like you're just told what to do all the time. Um, whereas a lot of the literature right now that I tried to preach is that, you know, empower others to make their own decisions because that leads to personal development. Like, bro, I can remember going, you know, when it was time to actually do like assignments that were creative, like whether that's in college or after assignments, responsibilities to try to think outside the box. Like granted, like being an athlete in sports, man, I tell my sports sociology class, like sports can be good, sports can be bad, right? It's just how we do them, like pretty much anything in life. But like for me, Like, I feel like I needed someone to tell me what to do because yo, you tell me what to do, I'm gonna do it maybe as, maybe better than anyone else has ever done it for you before. Yeah. But in trying to do that stuff by myself, man, dude, (laughs) dude. And even now, you know, like thinking about things, you know, by myself or trying to come up with something new, coming up with these new ideas and stuff. Like, so I feel like I almost need like that validation from others because I need someone to tell me what to do. And like, yeah, "Ah, yeah, yeah, nice job. Which is that very short term rewards, punishments, exchange type of, um, exchange type of interactions versus what are your standards? Who are you as a person? Yep. How does this fit with who you are? And that, man, you know, like 33, dude. Mm-hmm. I didn't think I was dealing with like, this should not be like, <laughs> quote, grown man shit that I'm dealing with at 33. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, exactly. So I'm out here, I'm out here like just, I'm just trying to put curtains on my windows, you know? Like. <laughs> I hear you, man, I hear you. Yeah, but that's, yeah, that's, that's true, man. I mean, it, it, you're you're not wrong, you know. I'm, I don't know what to say. That's yeah. You're not wrong. Yeah. But I mean, it goes back to the coaching, right? Yeah. It goes back to how are you going to coach your individuals? Are you going to tell them, do this, do this, do this, and do this, or are you going to say something like, so so how did that set feel? Mm-hmm. Why did it feel that way? Like, what are you thinking? Okay. Okay. So like, what do you, do you want, do you want me to, do you want me to give you my thoughts? Do you want to kind of figure it out? Do it again by yourself? Like how are, what are you thinking here? You know, like giving that athlete that empowerment. Now granted, look, like if the comp's two weeks away, you're on your heaviest, right? Like it's kind of like situational, kind of like leadership can be situational. Um, But it really comes down to like, man, if there's no pressure and there's low stakes, or how about you create low stakes opportunities for these athletes, especially the younger they are, to be able to explore who they are. You know, now granted, if someone comes to you, right? And and they've told you like, I am paying you to do this for me and do this for me and do this for me. (laughs) Well, like, yo, all right, you're gonna get your money's worth. but for me, that's the fortunate, that's me being fortunate enough to work with people who want my style. Exactly. You know, because I get more out of that too. I, Maybe that's selfish. No, I mean, it's not selfish at all. I've, I tell people all the time, my main goal for you, like say clients or athletes, my main goal for you is not for you to keep me forever. 
you know, I want to teach you to teach yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not a corporate hungry gym that's just trying to steal all your money. I want, I want to I'll keep you for five months, maybe six months. But after that, you'll learn enough to where you can do this shit on your own and teach others. You know what I mean? It's that's how it should be, I think. Yeah, you know? that's it, man. Like if they're, you can you can grow hypertrophy, you can grow muscle mass, but like if that's all you're growing, I feel like I'm not doing my job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you know, personal development. It's yeah, key. dude. It's number I, one. I tell, I like joke with people like, hey, man, like the brain's the biggest muscle in the body, and then they like look at me like, well, what the fuck? I'm like, I'm just kidding. It's an organ. I know. I know. They're like, wait, what? Like this dude trains people? I'm just like, yo, we're good, chill. Oh shit. Yeah. So. But yeah, man, like that's, it's, it's an interesting way of looking at it. And it's so, I don't know, man, the world works in such a way that, you know, if you like do things a little bit differently and, and maybe, you know, that could just be your own perception, but man, like people want you to do things one way, you know, a lot of people want you to do things their way. And that's just, you gotta be able to like have the courage to do it your own way. And in a day and age where we're inundated with everyone telling you how to do something. That you want authentically. Yeah, man. So it's just, ooh, it's a beast, dude. That's, it's a beast. I have a big thing on advice. So I'm, okay. I'm always good with taking advice from people. I love yeah. taking advice from people, but then I always put a twist on it. You know, mm -hmm. I don't do exactly what someone tells me to do mm -hmm. because I'm going to get the same result they got. Ah, you know what I mean? I yeah, don't want that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I want a, mine may not be as pretty and as neat as clean and clean, but it's going to be my own. You know, it's going to be my authentic own path, own thing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, but I'm always open to advice, you know, um, but I just, I like to flip it and make it my yeah. own a little bit. Yeah. And I'll take what I learned from here. I'll take what I learned from, I'll take what I learned from here. Yeah. But I switch it up, make it my own and then do it. Cause it's authentic. And exactly. Authentic, you know, you want to live your own life, you know? That's exactly. it. That's it, dude. Like, uh, yeah. Cause then, and I mean, how does that even feel? Right. If you just, oh, okay. Someone told me to do this. So I'm going to just do that. The yeah, same. Like, like, it don't, but it doesn't some people feel are like good. that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it just like, doesn't feel good. Yeah. You know, like, how does that make you feel if like, this isn't even mine? Like there is absolutely no thought that I put into this myself. Wow. Yeah, wow. Wow. Dude. I wouldn't be able to live with myself like that. Yeah. You know, it's very interesting. And then hopefully, right. Like you attract the people that at that point in life, at that point in your life, at that point in their life, you came into each other's lives for a reason to help one another. And you will be there as long as it takes yep. for you to grow until it's time for you to part. Now, granted, that's super, some spiritual shit, <laughs> not necessarily comfortable for some folks, but you know, like that, I mean, shit, it's not comfortable for me to even think about in a lot of ways, but that to me provides me enough comfort mm -hmm. to, I don't know, live yeah. my life in that way. I hear what you're saying. All right, I think we're gonna cut it off right there, man. Word. Yeah, Fifty minutes. It was. It was Damn, fun that having went you. quick. Yeah, that was really quick. Real right? quick. Zero. <laughs> zero to fifty. Zero real happens. quick. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh shit. Um, but I, I appreciate you know coming out and you know picking your brain a little bit and I like I said I've never really spoken with you like this and it's it's pretty cool you know because I see a lot of similarities and stuff. Um, but yeah, I appreciate it, man. Dude, I appreciate what you do. Thank you. Thank you for helping people. Thank you for course, changing the brother. world. Of course. Again, this is Jay Charles and the hashtag Ask Jay Charles Show in the Perform First Gym.